Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to the Toronto Raptors 108-99 win against the Memphis Grizzlies, and this was a this was a certainly a bounce back game for the Toronto Raptors when we look at what happened to us in, in our last one versus Boston, but not a perfect game by any means, but certainly some exciting things to come of it. You know, Siakam bounced back, uh, Fred and Lowry are always playing well, got to see a return of JV, we'll, we'll just dive straight into it, and the first thing we got to talk about is Pascal Siakam, 26 points for Pascal tonight, three assists, surprisingly not that many rebounds, only one rebound from Siakam, but 9-16 from the field, 4-9 of nine from the three-point line, and this is how we want to see Siakam playing, and it's not necessarily because he had a perfect game by any means, Knight had four turnovers, had some weird decisions going to the rim, we can talk about that after, but Siakam was being aggressive, and I think especially after this long break where all teams have had time to scout every player in the league, Siakam's had trouble adjusting to how teams have guarded him in the bubble, and, you know, the teams are throwing second defenders at him while he's in the middle of his moves, and a lot more attention has been thrown at Siakam, and I don't think he's handled it, the, well, no one would say he's handled it the greatest now the past few games over the bubble, and instead of attacking it and drawing that extra defender and throwing the passes out when the second defender comes and then when it doesn't come finishing... He's more so reverted to these weird fadeaway step back, settling for threes, and he settled for a couple of threes tonight, but which is fine because he's a good three-point shooter, but that can't be his primary source of offense. We need Siakam driving to the rim, you know, focusing on doing what he does best, slashing and having that soft touch around the rim, those nice little footwork and all that sort of stuff, using the right and left hand, and he did that to start the game, and Looked a lot more confident, looked a lot more comfortable throughout the rest of it, even though he didn't miss or didn't make all of the shots he maybe would like him to see, especially a couple of really open threes. He just looked a lot more comfortable. Now, the, the dribbling, the ball handling, I think that could certainly be improved. It, as a lot of people have said on Twitter, you know, they, Siakam came out when the bubble started and said he didn't touch a ball for three months. His ball handling does look worse than it did prior to this break. So hopefully that will come with time and he has three more games to tune it up. And I guess the Orlando Magic and the Nets will also be a tune up for the real postseason matchups. But certainly Siakam's best game uh, in the bubble and the scrimmages and his three looks solid. Everything just looks solid from Siakam besides the ball handling. So shout out to Pascal. But he wasn't the only one that, that had a solid performance tonight. Norman Powell off the bench. Looking aggressive, 16 points, 7-7 uh, seven seven from the free throw line, 4-8 of eight from the field, 1-3 of three from the three-point line, but really didn't seem to be out of control tonight. There was a couple of possessions, again, same thing with Siakam, not a perfect game where he ran through a couple people, I think down the stretch, even though the game wasn't super close, ended up being a bit out of control, getting called for an offensive foul, but other than that, from what I recall... Just a just a composed game from Norman Powell. Would like to see him make a couple more threes, but finishing at the rim with those explosive takes that he's had, he has being aggressive and being that floor spacer, you know, you can't ask much more from Norm. Also had a few nice passes, four assists for Norm, which is higher than usual. But uh, yeah, no, a, a solid performance from Norman Powell. And another guy we got to give credit to, honestly, he's been our MVP inside the bubble, but Fred Van Vliet, not the craziest of box score games when you just, you know, you look at the paper stats, only 14 points, five assists, uh, three rebounds, four steals though, but he, he really set the tone in the second quarter. The Raptors came out in this one and it didn't look that great, missing a lot of shots, but I believe Fred had most of his buckets in that second quarter and set the tone, making the right passes, making the right drives, and... You know, we were a little bit worried about Fred Van Vliet 
uh, in the scrimmages. Looked like he needed a few games to get back within his rhythm, but ever since that uh, that first Lakers game, the first real proper great game, Fred's been our MVP. Fred has been our best player, and that's really encouraging because we know a guys like Lowry is they're going to step up in the playoffs. Gasol is going to do what he's going to do against these the Celtics and the Bucks or whoever we end up playing against. You know, on the defensive end, uh, Ibaka you can always count on him to finish around the rim. But last season we saw Fred VanVleet have his ups and downs in the postseason, and when he was up, the Raptors looked unstoppable. And he's looking up right now. He's had a great year so far, and he's hitting his threes. He's making nice drives. He's doing has great decision making. His defense. Had a really clutch steal to really seal the deal on this game at the end of this one. So, Fred VanVleet, I'm calling, I'm saying it here. He's been our MVP so far. He won a uh, Finals MVP vote last season. Stole one from Kawhi. So, shout out to Fred VanVleet. Been an absolute beast. And a guy that's sort of been the opposite of Fred. A guy that was a monster during the scrimmages, but has struggled during these actual regular season games. Serge Ibaka. Had a, had a solid performance tonight, 12, re, uh, 12, 12 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks, just a, a really spread out game on the on the stat sheet, but had r- some really nice passes to start off this game. They won't be the spicy play of the day, but he was in the post and uh, guys were cutting off him, he threw, you know, the, the, the Grizzlies sort of sent half double teams, it wasn't a fully committed double team, but they were really loading up on the paint, as they did with Ibaka and Siakam, and obviously Ibaka two years ago couldn't couldn't really make that post pass when he was on the Toronto Raptors, but he's credited his improved passing ability to playing with Marcus Gasol, and it really showed tonight, especially at the start of this one, through a couple of wraparound passes to one under to Siakam underneath the rim, one to I think OG cutting. So really, really nice plays from Ibaka. It's nice to see him get those passes going off, and we know he can score the ball, even though he's been struggling a little bit as a late, but pretty efficient tonight, five and nine from the field. But he gets that passing game going along with all the rest of his game. It'll be a, a real positive thing to see him. Obviously the two blocks, the couple steals are really nice. And speaking of Gasol, had a had a return game to Memphis, uh, ten points, six rebounds, uh, a triple or quadruple single with all the other stats, uh, one assist, one steal, one block, one turnover. Obviously, Gasol isn't a box score guy. He kind of he helps you out with the, your post defense and shutting down the other teams big. And yeah, that happened. That happened in this one. OG listeners of the Raptors Digest podcast, you guys know how big of fans of Jonas Valanciunas that Riker and I are, but yeah, tonight he just got completely clamped, not just by Gasol, mostly Nick Nurse's scheme, because no matter who was on the court, it just wasn't looking good for Jonas. We were doubling him in the block every single possession he touched it, and the Raptors have the scouting report on Jonas. He's an absolute great finisher when he gets low post position. If you give him the space on his jumpers, he's able to knock those down. But if you're in his grill, you throw a second defender, he's especially not a great passer out of the block. So whenever he touched the ball in the mid post area, Nick Nurse was sending a second guy and saying, okay, JV, let's see if you can throw a pass and really pick our defense apart. And yeah, it was... It was a tough look for JV. He did get Marcus All to bite on one of those pump fakes, so a, a patented JV pump fake. But yeah, just not the not the greatest look for JV JV in this one tonight. But I'll talk more about him after in one of the segments uh, to run through the rest of the guys. Matt Thomas, he came out and hit two threes, looking confident on that three point stroke. And honestly, Riker and I are going to make a debate video maybe once we see one or two more games, because I'm sure one of these last ones, Nurse, will probably rest a few guys, but Matt Thomas came out, hit his shots, 
him and TD both got an opportunity to sort of take on those extra, that eighth man role. Because we're still waiting on a guy to, to really solidify themselves in that eight man position. Because off the bench, we really only have Ibaka and Powell with surefire spots to, to really play heavy minutes. And Boucher, Rondé, Matt Thomas, TD, they're all fighting for minutes. Obviously, Boucher, he's a guy that's played well throughout the course of this year, but he seems the least likely to get those that bit of run, especially with how loaded we are in the front court. Rondé, he could play the wing, but again, tonight when he was on the court, the, the Grizzlies didn't even guard him. They just sagged off in the paint and really cluttered up the lane. So I don't know how many minutes Rondé will be able to get in a, in a playoff series. And TD, Matt Thomas... And Patrick McCaw have really been the the debate amongst Raptors fans. We did a podcast on it prior to the bubble. And even though we said, I, I, I know my opinion, I think Riker probably brought up TD. But we both kind of agreed that the, the highest floor for a guy that we, we'd have out of the one of those three players is Patrick McCaw. Because you can always count on him for the intangibles, the little things, even though he's not the, the highest volume scorer, will explode off the bench. But is a really just level-headed Raptors player. And so we kind of both, even whether we want to or not, probably expected McCaw to get those minutes. And now in the the performances in the bubble, we've seen he might have been the best choice, especially with how sporadic TD and guys like TD Matt Thomas have been. But obviously McCaw's gone out of the roster now. We Riker and I can make another debate video on this, honestly. Probably will in the next few days, but... You know, Matt Thomas got the best of it tonight. He he came out, played a lot better than TD, played about a lot better than Rondé, knocked down two threes. His defense wasn't glaringly poor, which is, you know, the big question mark with Matt Thomas. But hit his threes, obviously the defense has to really pay attention to him, Mr. 99%. So, I don't know, that's definitely in these next few games something to pay attention to because we have our seven solidified. Usually you want to run with eight in the playoffs, but... I don't know. Do you guys think Matt Thomas should be there over TD or Ronda, especially with the way they've been playing? Who really knows? Uh, yeah, so we've kind of run through everyone. OG had a solid game. Not the greatest of box scores. Got more shots tonight, though, which was solid. Uh, Kyle Lowry, he started off the game struggling a little bit, making not the right passes, but he ended up with 15 points, 7, assist, seven rebounds, 8 assists, but 9 turnovers for Kyle, a lot of those early on. The Raptors really struggled turning over the ball tonight. Siakam with four, Lowry with nine, Fred with three, uh, Powell with three, a bunch of guys with one. So, you know, 25 turnovers to the team, which is really bad, really uncharacteristic of this team. But again, we don't really have to worry about it till it becomes a pattern. And I think the, the only real area that was really glaring and has been for the past few games is Siakam's dribbling. But that gets tighter. Obviously, Lowry's one of the, the best point guards in terms of facilitating an offense in the NBA, so I think he'll be fine. Fred obviously playing off him is a is a steady, steady Freddy's his name. I'm sure he won't have a ridiculous turnover rate, but yeah. Does that worry you guys, the high turnover amount? Let me know in the comment section below. But yeah, we've ran through all the players. We're, we're going to swing into the segments, and tonight, the Spicy P lay of the day, it's going to the Spice Man himself, Spicy P. At the end of this one, Really came up clutch for the Toronto Raptors. The Grizzlies obviously fighting for their lives. They're in that heated 8th, eighth, 9th eighth, seed race in the Western Conference. So they really want to win this. And they made a hard run at the end of this game. But with about 3 minutes left, Siakam put his thumbprints all over the game. Hit 2 contested 3s to seal the deal. And that's been a theme with Siakam I found throughout the course of this year. He's even in games he struggled. Because he certainly hasn't been the most consistent player even before the bubble has occurred. But... 
Once it gets to the last three minutes of the game, even if he's playing poorly, which obviously he wasn't tonight, he was, ha- he was having a solid game, but when he gets to the last three minutes of the game, I think Siakam's done a solid job at just making the right plays at the end of it, whether it's a drive and swinging out to another guy or taking like he did tonight, hitting that hitting shots that, that seal the deal for the Toronto Raptors. You know, there's moments like that in the Sixers game, especially as we led up to this huge break in the games against the Jazz, the Kings, the Warriors. Siakam struggled in those, but really iced the game, got buckets down the stretch of those games, and that happened tonight. So we're seeing more vintage Spicy P in this one, which is a huge positive. But unfortunately, not all plays can be the Spicy P lay of the day, and some just make you say, oh, geez. And tonight, the OGs play of the day. It's going to Marcus All. Marcus All. Obviously, he had a, a your average Marcus All game, but there's a point. I don't really know what happened. I don't know what happened with Casal, but he felt like he was Steph Curry. He was about three feet behind the line. JV was ahead of the three point line on on defending him, so he wasn't left on an island. But Casal caught the ball about three, four feet behind the line and said, "You know what? I'm just gonna hoist it up. I'm just gonna throw this." He's Chef Curry out here and. Threw that ball up and banked it in straight on from from deep three point range and certainly made me say oh geez right in the face of JV two you know death taxes and uh, JV threes wasn't the case tonight it was Marcus all threes and he he splashed one down so definitely the OGs play the game for me but finally the infamous the one the only Damari Carroll Gold Star Award and unfortunately you know we could give it to the Raptors turnovers we kind of already talked about that but. It's going to Damari Carroll's old teammate himself, Jonas Valanciunas, and hurts me to say this. I was hoping for a for a big sort of game from you. I always want Jonas to to thrive. When I watch the Grizzlies, they're one of my favorite teams in the league because they have Jonas, because they have a lot of fun players, a bunch of Canadians, and you're always hoping Jonas plays well, even if it's against the Toronto Raptors, and this is obviously his first game against the Raptors. But as I mentioned earlier, zero points, zero of two from the field, from the field, zero of one from the three point line. But the the one that was really tough, it was tough to watch. I was hoping JV would at least get on the board, but he got fouled. It was a weird call. At the and I think it was maybe it may have been in the fourth quarter. It was a weird call. He got to the free throw line, and how you know some some a team is in your head is if a good free throw shooter goes to the line because Jonas has always been a great free throw shooter, and he bricks two of them. Missed both, keeping him at zero points for the game. And this happened to Danny Green as well in, uh, in uh, I think, the game against the Lakers in this bubble. So, yeah, guys just coming up with donuts against the Raptors. And JV, the Raptors really gamed, game plan for JV tonight. And getting the ball in his hands. He had four turnovers in this as well, which is pretty high for a post player that only took two shots. And... Yeah, it hurts me to see JV struggle, but he's had a great year for the Memphis Grizzlies this season, and I'm rooting for the guy. I'm rooting for him, but you're getting the Damari Carroll Gold Star Award if you come up with zero points, especially if you have an opportunity to at least get on the board with a with a couple of free throws. But that's how the game went, an unfortunate return, and I want to sort of pose this question. It would have been a more fun question if JV had a, had a big game against the Raptors, but... Yeah, who won this trade officially? Because I think it's long enough now where we can sort of look back, see how teams have sort of, the players have meshed with their team. Obviously, the Raptors won the championship, so it would be tough to argue that they ended up losing this one. But looking at the long term, looking at the future, do you think it was a smart move to to give up our young guys with JV? Because uh, obviously, DeLon and CJ were part of that, but I don't think they were part of the Raptors' long-term future. But let me know what you guys think, and perhaps a better question, because the Raptors won the chip. 
I, I think that's going to be the, the selling point for the trade and the Raptors winning it this one. But who do you think is the better player right now out of Marcus Gasol and JV, taking into account the defense that Gasol brings and obviously the, the tremendous finishing that JV usually pro- provides on a night-in, night-out basis? But yeah, let me know in the comment section below. You're the best for making this fire. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all the cool stuff. And yeah, you're the, you guys are the best. Cheers.